This is the High School Football America podcast for March the 27th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. All right, we're heading to Lowell, Michigan, a place that I've come to love over the last decade when I learned about the Pink Arrow Pride game and the the Lowell Red Arrows who turn pink each and every year and the man behind that idea and the Hall of Fame coach from uh, the state of Michigan, Noel Dean, is on the line here. I'm going to bring him in in a second, but I want to kind of set this up because uh, unlike most of our podcasts, which are very, you know, football-centric, as it should be when it comes to high school football America, um, got an interesting story here to tell with Coach Dean about uh, after he retired, he went into the family business. He and his family own an American-based, American-manufacturing athletic sportswear company called Addicts. You can find them out at addictsgear.com. They're also on our website and doing some really wonderful stuff that uh, not only was business-related, but also had a, a real give back component to it with cause games which obviously dovetailed right out of the pink arrow pride game in michigan and uh i don't have to tell you that uh, small businesses around the country including high school football america is uh you know they're being impacted dramatically by what's going on with covid19 the coronavirus and uh i saw the other day that uh on their twitter account addicts uh, put out that they uh, are, are switching things up because there's a downturn there and there's some people that are in jeopardy of losing their jobs and trying to be creative adaptable just like a football team team is, right? You fall behind a couple of touchdowns, you may have to change things up. And uh, Coach Dean and and his uh, brothers and the, the family said, hey, let's make some masks out there. We know there's a shortage of that. So we're going to we're gonna talk a lot about a lot of things here today with Coach Dean from uh, for small business to football. It all comes together at some point. And I just love this guy. He's one of the, the best out there. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate having you. How's Trish doing? Good. She is doing absolutely well. We're hunkered down here. Uh, now, now that I'm in here, she she has no excuse when she says, "Jeff, do you really have to do another podcast today?" And I'm like, "Well, what else am we going to do?" So <laughs> it's driving it, crazy. If it's, you don't, right? Well, exactly. But we're having a lot of fun with this. And like I said, there's an interesting story behind this. And you know, let's just kind of start with the top. Uh, we all know, as small businesses, you know, it's not easy to begin with. But COVID nineteen is a uh, that's a real, uh, you know, that's a that's a what a fifteen yard penalty at the least, maybe a double, <laughs> a double with a couple yeah. of ejections, right? So tell me it's a little like bit. It's like the old pass inter- offensive pass interference one where it was lost down at fifteen yards. There you, yeah, yeah, there you those, go. There you go. Those hurt. <laughs> they Back do. The and, and let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, I, I've been such a fan of what you guys have been able to do with your product, American made, which is very important. You you have your great American giveaway with that. But uh, what are you guys going through with this? point in time uh, with what's going on in America where it's 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 hard to keep operating well yeah so the you know we just kind of shut down uh, you know the winter sport playoff seasons and it was delayed the spring season now it's canceling the spring season and there's not a lot of teachers and athletic directors and coaches uh, in classrooms and uh, you know so our team sales was, was starting to hurt a little bit and um we uh, pivoted because we, you know, we sew and print and do all that in house. Uh, we started making, uh, you know, masks for people that are, you know, designed uh, to help people in first line of uh, defense. So, um, 
you know, they're, they're not, you know, 100% certified, but they are first, uh, first, uh, you know, and we, we disclose all that on our website, mm-hmm. you know, so we're, we're providing people with something that uh, will help them with the first line of defense and giving the percentage of, uh, to, um, um, to folks, uh, in the COVID, uh, response to, uh, American Red Cross, I believe. Well, that's, you know, absolutely wonderful. It kind of goes into what the, the company was founded on and all that. And, you know, as someone that's a coach out there, I, I think you, you you used a good term, right? It's a term everybody's starting to use now, but you said pivot. And I, I think, you know, for all the listeners out there, whether they're a coach who is anxious to get back with his players or a small business owner that's kind of faced with what you said there, what what's some of that kind of inspirational, you know, pregame, halftime locker room? that you can give people out there in a time of need? Well, and really it's tough. I've got four children that are all going through different levels of, uh, you know, pivoting themselves. And, uh, but, you know, here's the deal. At the end of the day, we can only control our response to the situation and, uh, and what's going on here. There's, there's not much control that we have over what's coming at us, just how we're going to respond to it and what the takeaways will be from it, uh, from, you know, our day-to-day operations. So, you know, in our house, my oldest son is in, in, in um, uh, private equity now. And so I put him in charge of my youngest son. And uh, so he wakes him up every day. Um, you know, they call and go through the workouts. And this is every day he is taking a, uh, ACT prep class and, and all of that stuff. Cause he's got downtime to keep him focused. And then my other two children are, you know, they're, they're zooming in on their college courses. And so they're busy every day doing that. And, uh, so we have, uh, you know, we're just staying busy and we're taking care of what we can do, building on what we have in our house. And, uh, you know, um, and that's that's what we're doing. Part part of the thrill of being the uh, the kids of a of a football coach, right? <laughs> you, you got well, the, you know, <laughs> we've we've all learned a little something from the process of coaching, and uh, that's why I got into the business to begin with. I wanted to be close to my children and uh, have real life experiences that we could all live together and. and uh, it's very enjoyable. Yeah, I have no doubt knowing you as well as I do. Uh, Noel Dean on the line, a former head coach at Lowell High School in Michigan outside of uh, Grand Rapids and uh, just so many things we're going to kind of cover here in the next several minutes. And, you know, one of the things to just kind of continue on that line there, and um, he would never tell you this, but I will because I've gotten to know him so well. Um, you pride yourself on making sure that, aside from the fact that you won a lot of games, three state championships in Michigan, uh, 219 and 41 record and all that, it's about raising kids the right way. And you've got a couple of uh, kids that have gone on to Harvard and all that. What, as a parent, what are some of the things other parents listening in uh, could maybe glean from some of the things you did? I'm not saying that your father of the year, 365, you know, 24-7, we all have our little hiccups, but you've done some thing, things right out there. What are, what are some of the, the nuggets you can give or what you really kind of do as a father to make sure that you're doing the job and, and passing it on? and that your kids will come up and be successful as a result of seeing what you do? Uh, well, I think the number one thing would be just like what our focus is. Um, you know, we never really have uh, celebrated academic or athletic excellence or, you know, we've, we've pursued it without doubt, but we, we're not a big put trophies up and all of that in the house. But what we have done is we focus on their academics from the time they uh, they started going to preschool and all of that, and we've put up the A papers and good report cards, and 
we've really celebrated that from day one so that that was always going to be a priority. And then just reading, you know, we read to our kids a lot when they were little babies. And then, you know, as they got older, we would read, you know, kind of a book of the month club where we read the, my wife and I would read the same book that they're reading. And then we would talk about it over dinner and some of that stuff. And, and just kind of, because reading is critical uh, uh, for your children. You know, I've, I've been very fortunate with my kids academically, they, you know, very high ACT scores, all three that have graduated right now have either been the valedictorian or the salutatorian of high school with over 300 kids per class. So, I mean, uh, and I think all of that comes down. And then on a, uh, I'm, and I'm kind of the big picture guy. My wife is the uh, bullet point person. So we make a good team. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as everybody teases, I, I, they must get their uh, academic abilities from their mom. And I don't, I don't really <laughs> disagree. I don't, dis- I don't really disagree with that. So. <laughs> good stuff. Noel Dean on the line, former head coach at Lowell High School in, uh, in Michigan. Again, if you're just tuning in, uh, quite the resume, uh, a Hall of Fame coach in, in Michigan. He retired about three years ago and uh, six state championship appearances, winning three of those, uh, 10 league titles along the way, 11 district titles, eight regional titles. A lifetime record of 219 and, and 41. Not bad. Uh, the Pink Arrow Pride game, which is one of the most fantastic. Uh, it, it, it set the tone for all the pink stuff that's going on around the country. Uh, back in 2008, uh, raised over, I think, by the time you retired, somewhere close to $2 million. And um, I, I think we're going to break a little news here because I got a little shocked yesterday when I called Coach Dean and uh, I said, Hey, Coach, I saw what Addicts is doing with these masks. I think it's great. We want to support that we want to promote it out there we're going to do that come on board and let's let's talk a little that and uh, a little football too and he said yeah that'd be great and then the more we talked I, I kind of learned that uh, maybe that retirement uh, maybe got a little itch there coach I hear uh, you want to talk a little bit about what's been going on over the last three years and what your mindset might be here uh, uh, you know during a little shutdown period of 2020 yeah, certainly. I, uh, you know, so I, I, I was a head football coach at 22 years old, uh, and I was kind of in that football vacuum for a long time. And then my brothers and I had an opportunity to take addicts on, and uh, you know, I was just kind of at a unique time there, um, and I, I decided to kind of go for it. Um, but what I've learned in the last two years is that I, I think I'm a football coach. So uh, I. I, I miss it dearly. I miss helping kids. I miss uh, building. I miss uh, the community building relationship kind of stuff. And um, so I'm going to get back in, you know, and I'm this fall, uh, I think I'm going to help out with our, with the red arrows. Cause I have a son that's going to be a senior, um, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to pursue a job and, and my wife and I are excited about the opportunity of doing that. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to get back into the game and uh, I look forward to it because I'll tell you what, Jeff, you know, sometimes the break, you know, and doing something different, although it was awesome and I had a lot of fun doing it, it, uh, it helped me, you know, football is one of those things. If you're doing it right, you're this year, you're thinking about the varsity team, but you're also thinking about the replacements for next year's team. Then you're thinking about kids you need to develop that are on the freshman team. Then you're looking at your two eighth grade teams and you're trying to focus on where all of those kids should be going so that it doesn't fall off. And then, and then it's just, you know, wash, rinse and repeat. And, and, you know, so those, and then you just, the years start piling up and, you know, uh, there isn't really a time to exhale. Uh, if you're doing it right, and I and, and I enjoy doing that, uh, but the exhaling actually, I think I've become a much better football coach in the last two years because I've seen a lot of things. 
uh, that I would do a little better, hopefully. And there are some things that I would probably eliminate. And in the process, uh, really enjoy the process even more. And, uh, and so I, you know, I, I'm really big on the community service, academics, hard work, uh, and those things will usually equate to winning football games. I, it, it's never not for me. So um, that's the model I know, and uh, that's the one I'm going to take to some community somewhere, and we're we're gonna we're gonna enjoy that. So well, I, I don't think we're we're doing it first here, folks. Uh, you've never heard me uh, openly. Uh... <laughs> promote a coach who's looking for a job, but I'm enjoying it because I love this guy. Noldeen, uh, former head coach at Lowell High School in Michigan. Uh, we're going to talk about Pink Arrow Pride because you, you know I love that game and I love to promote it as, as much as we can. But I, I think you know, going back to where we are right now in this conversation, uh, you, you were sure you wanted to retire, right? This was your thing. At what point did it dawn on you that, hey, maybe I am a football coach? And then what was your thinking about were you surprised by that? Were you like, hmm? I mean, because that, that, that's like a light bulb going on, right? Well, I mean, it, it, it wasn't easy to step aside. You know, it just the timing was where it was. But I would think about Christmas this year when my family and I were just talking about it. And then, uh, you know, uh, you know, our, Lowell's got a great coach right now. The one they have is exceptional. And, and him and I started to talk a little bit about you know, some things. And, uh, you know, um, I, and, you know, I'm looking for the next adventure in my life. You know, I was in inner city Flint for my first five years. I was in this, and Lowell is an awesome place to be in an awesome town. I, I love it. And I love what my kids have got gained from being here. I love what my wife and I have gained from here, but I, I, I'm ready for the next chapter. And I'm, you know, I'm still, you know, in a position where I got probably a good 25 years of coaching left in me. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, getting ready to graduate from college kind of in my mindset. I'm looking forward to, because who knows where this is going to take me. And uh, I'm okay with that. I'm ready for uh, the next step and then the jump uh, into the, you know, what we do next as a family. And really that family will be, you know, my wife and I, you know, we'll be kind of empty nesters with a couple college kids left. And, uh, and uh, we're looking forward to it. Folks, if you're out there listening, if you're a school administrator and you're looking for a uh, uh, one of the best coaches in the country, he, he's available now all of a sudden. So uh, feel free to contact him. But, um, you know, Coach, one of the things that, you know, certainly has built our relationship is when I, you know, when we were, Trish and I were living in Chicago and, you know, I came across this little thing known as Pink Arrow Pride. And I remember you first saying to me, like, well, how the heck did you find us? But uh, when I found out what you and your community, the program, school administrators because it's it's a team effort right but it, it comes out of of your idea uh, and and folks I, I don't know how to describe this better than just saying it is a sea of pink it is a community that comes together it, it is built around this it's grown they raise money and it's all about cancer awareness and the money stays in the community which is the thing that impressed me the most coach but uh, you know I certainly don't have anything more to say other than it is the best thing in the country I'd love for you to describe it to the the listeners around the country on you know what you guys did because at the end of the day now that you've got your 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 resume out there some some school down the road is going to have one heck of a guy that can win football games and bring the community together well i appreciate you saying that i i uh you know pink hero pride and its infancy was built on uh teaching boys uh to do something selfless and honoring women uh you know we talk a lot about honoring women uh 
way, you know, way before uh, the Me Too movement uh, started. You know, I, I happened to have a mom and a sister and a daughter and a wife and, you know, all those things are relevant, right, uh, when you're teaching young teenage boys how to. So we were going to have a pink arrow game, and uh, our track coach, Kathy Tallis, at the time was battling cancer. When we started to talk about it, she's since passed on. So we wanted to set up a scholarship for the female track athlete of the year and then uh, did something for our team doctor for research that we were going to give a medical scholarship, you know, a stipend to kids going to medical school from Lowell because we have such excellent academics and we wanted uh, people to know that. And then uh, we were going to do a little uh, family assistance, helping families who were going underneath chemo uh, to maybe buy them a gas card or two, you know, within the community. And and, and we were trying to make $15,000. Accidentally made ninety five grand, and we said, "Whoa, we got something here." So, we were the original pink jersey. Uh, we we're the ones that put the names of people who survived or passed on to cancer in the back of jerseys. And in the event, uh, we included soccer, we included volleyball, we've included cross country. We have all of the community restaurants that uh, are non chain come up and, uh, and 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 sell food as donations and. It, it's quite a sight, and Perry and uh, Teresa Beecham have taken it and kept moving on with it. Um, but since that time, we've built the Gildas Club, which is a free cancer support house in Lowell, uh, which also serves our senior neighbors. And uh, that was a, about a million-dollar project that we had about $600,000 in kind for local people that, uh, you know, from roofing experts to foundation experts and so forth. And um, and then we give out a thousand dollars of money to people who are undergoing cancer support in our community to to help them with. Uh, um, and we give about fifty thousand dollars a year out to different families to help them pay for gas cards or laundry or lawn care stuff that they can't do because uh, they're undergoing treatment. And then you know, in a lot of cases, and people don't realize this, and thus it happens. Uh, if one spouse has cancer and can't is is uh, incapacitated to a degree the other spouse can't just quit their job mm-hmm. so what you have there is you have child care issues depending on how where the family is in their dynamic you have uh lawn care issues you have i mean you have all kinds of different items that come up and pop in and and that's so we are a support initiative that's uh in law and uh we've and it's it's been amazing. It really is. It's uh, we've talked to so many communities across the country. Uh, I'm interested in helping people that if they want to reach out, they can. Uh, uh, and Pink Arrow and uh, um, and how to maybe bring one of those into their communities. And uh, we've done that uh, initiative across the country. So yeah, I really appreciate uh, the people that have supported it, and I'm really proud of the people that we've could we've been able to support. If you're a high school football fanatic like I am, it's it's a bucket lister to go to the Pink Arrow Pride game in Lowell, Michigan. Uh, Noel Dean on the line, uh, former coach of Lowell, soon to be coach of fill in the blank, <laughs> as we just learned. Yeah. And and uh, we got we got a little time on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, uh, it's good. It just you know, I'm excited. I've, I'm I'm all in. 
Uh, and and, I, and I'm I'm pumped to talk about it too. And and again, you know, to and and folks, if you're listening, you may I'm not gushing here. I, I really love this guy. I mean, what he, his family, the community. It's it's unlike any. It's what high school football is about is all about. And and I I bring that up to say, you know, this wasn't just a a, a football thing, right? I mean, when you came over to Attics with your family, you put in that great American give back, and 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 you're doing these cause games across the country. Uh, tell me a little bit about why it is so important to you. Uh, obviously, you stated the cancer side of things, but you are all about helping communities kind of find their, I don't know, a touch point, soul, whatever it is. I mean, why, why did you, you know, bring it into the company I- itself? Well, because we're educators, right? I mean, and that's the one thing that uh, just talking to people about, there's more than just coaching the game. It's about the human side of stuff. And it's, uh, you know, if we're building rapport with kids, we're teaching them great lessons, valuable lessons they can have the rest of their lives. And, you know, and, you know, from the one side of me is like I was raised, my father was a superintendent of schools, and I watched him and his friends when we, he took a job when I was probably 10 years old in a little town called Montrose in Michigan. And we got there, and it wasn't a Catholic church. So he took it upon himself to build a Catholic church with him and some friends. And, you know, that's where my wife and I ended up getting married. And it's I go back to church there, you know, once or twice a year when I'm driving that side of the state on a Sunday morning and uh, or a Saturday afternoon. And, you know, I'm just – so that was installed in me. You know, my dad was very much that kind of guy. You know, he'd be the guy that would buy a raffle ticket at the football game and win the game ball and give the ticket away to some kid from another family. And I'd be so angry. But it taught me some things. I learned some things by why he did that, you know, because I wanted that football. But he, he, he wasn't going to win the football, right? He was not a, he was giving the donation, and then he, if he won the football, he gave it away to another kid from another family. So uh, those are things that have stuck with me to my core. And I've tried to, you know, at the very least, you know, my wife and I always talked about building a football community that we could raise our children in. My kids have learned a lot of lessons about who to follow and who not to follow and what to be like and who to be, you know, all from the football side of stuff. And, you know, none of them them played football in college. They wrestled and played, uh, my daughter played soccer. So it wasn't about me putting together a five-star pedigree for my children. It was about teaching them life lessons Mm -hmm. and, and launching them to the best possible careers they could have with themselves and their future spouses. And, uh, I feel really good about the track we're on this, this COVID-19 lockdown might uh, set that back a year or two, but uh, we'll see. We're all home together right now. So. <laughs> yeah, well, you said you're, before we started rolling the tape here that you're you're getting you know getting back to the roots of what it is, and family Noldine is on the line, and um, you won the AFCA you know, Power of Influence Award, which is basically the Coach of the Year. You've won so many honors and all that. But what I want to really talk about now as we kind of wind this thing down is – Okay, you've made all this impact on kids, right? Whether it's, you know, on the field, off the field. We talked about the community. I don't know if anybody's asked you this, and if they have, maybe you'll have the answer ready. But I'm curious, what have the kids taught you about you? Is that a fair question? Yeah. Yeah, it's a a really good question. So I ask that question a lot when I do coaches' clinics in a different way. Like, has coaching made you a better parent or has parenting made you a better coach? Mm-hmm. I like to hear coaches' response to that question because I think it's an amazing question, right? Because it, it has two different perspectives. And I would have to say that the first five years of coaching, 
three or four years of coaching before I had a child, I would like to go back and slap that kid, slap <laughs> him really hard. Because, uh, you know, I didn't know the love of a, a parent, right? Mm-hmm. And their child, right? So those things over the years have made me a much better coach because I had a lot more understanding, a lot more empathy. Uh, and and kids have taught me that there uh, is, is limitless uh, potential uh, in regards to if the process is coming from the right place. I've always said that our kids have won a lot of football games at Lowell because they understood their purpose and they understood their why. And, uh, and when you have purpose and why, and then if you could rub a little talent in there on top of that, you know, that could be amazing. And I think kids have taught me, you know, towards the middle of my career to the back end of it, uh, as I matured and, and, you know, uh, my little kids were becoming ball boys and so forth for our program. Uh, I learned so much, you know, in the last 10 to 15 years from the kids. And I, I think I could ever teach, teach them. I, I learned more from than I gave to. So, and I'm forever indebted. I, and I've met a lot of great people because of being a head football coach. I mean, it's amazing the people I've got to meet over the years because of the, uh, the luxury of being a head coach, being, a you know, being in that position. So the privilege, I guess. Yeah, um, Noldine is on the line from uh, Lowell, Michigan, outside of Grand Rapids, uh, talking a little bit about the family business being impacted by uh, COVID nineteen. The fact that uh, you know football is more than X's and O's and W's and L's and all that uh, with the Pink Arrow Pride game there, which is an incredible event. And and as I wind it down here, uh, you know you're you're a Michigan Hall of Fame football coach, uh, won all these state titles, three of them, three and six appearances. Uh, um, you, you, you know, we've now become a resume service here on this podcast, but I'm just curious, it, it, what, what does, you said, you don't, you don't know what the future holds, but you know, do you live, leave Michigan that you love? I mean, is this an, an open call around the country? Have you even thought about that yet? I know this is brand new to you. We just kind of started talking about it yesterday off the record, but what is it on the record that you're looking to do? Uh, you know, I'm open to it. You know, Jeff, I, I have the, you know, I'm, I'm really open to be very honest with you, you know, so, uh, and, and, you know, I'm not married to any geography or any of that. Um, I'm interested in looking and, and following teams and, and programs. You know, I've, uh, I'm going to really start researching, uh, different parts of the country and, and thought processes. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully I can, I can get somewhere that, uh, you know, needs, uh, needs a coach and that, you know, my wife and I can enjoy it. So, um, it could be, you know, um, in West Michigan somewhere, it could be, you know, on, uh, you know, in the Southeastern corner of the country, you know, I have a brother that lives in North Carolina, you know, it'd be fun to live near him, you know, in our adult, he's the one brother that I don't see a lot of because he's always kind of been, uh, you know, in a different part of the country. So all of those things, I don't have, I'm an open-minded, open book. So I'm looking forward to the process. I, I honestly, I don't have a plan right now relative to where that ends, but uh, I'm looking forward to the process. And uh, I, I feel like we'll get to somewhere that my wife and I can really enjoy. I mean, we've considered, you know, as a parent, you're considering where your kids end up because you want to be part of your grandchildren's life. But mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, I don't know where my kids are going to end up. They're pretty, uh, you know, I have one that's a private equity kid. I have two that are in pre-med. And, you know, I, I don't I don't know where that takes them the next 10 years, you know. So 
I, I can't, uh, um, you know, and I got one that's going to, you know, maybe hopefully be out in Boston for four years. So, well, you know, I don't, uh, go ahead. I, I just don't, you know what I mean? Jeff, yeah. there's a lot of variables. It'll be thought through and it's going to be about a community that wants to serve kids and it's going to be that, uh, that wants it done the right way. And, and, and we're going to build it and layer it and, and, uh, and there'll be a process and, I'm not a big guarantee guy. I know that we're going to pursue uh, winning the championship, but it's not going to be something that we talk about on a daily basis. We're going to talk about how we're going to go about our business. And uh, and our business is going to be uh, the kind of person we are, the way we carry ourselves, the academic excellence, community service, and uh, and work ethic, a consistent work ethic. You know, We don't cram for the test in a football program. We study year-round. And, uh, and that's, you know, it's a... It's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, and little bits every week year round is a lot better than a lot of bits in the last eight weeks or whatever. So yeah, that's where we're coming from. Makes complete sense. Uh, one last question for you here. And as, as I've told you before, I mean, we get the, the football community as far as the profession of coaching is incredible. They've been so enriching to high school football America by listening to this podcast. I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't get this one last question in because we get a lot of a lot of younger coaches that listen to the podcast. And um, it, it dawns on me, and I've made this statement on the record and off the record, that uh, where I grew up in Pennsylvania, we had and still have got guys, right? Lifers that are 40, 50 years old. You've done 25. You took two steps away for a couple of years and, and you said you got 25 left in you. That gets me to that 50. But I would, I think I'm safe in saying that in general, because of the pressures and the amount of time you have to, to put in to the profession, right? Uh, that we're not going to have those 40s and 50 year old guys coming, coming maybe 25 years from now, if that makes sense. And I was just curious what kind of nuggets, because you do, you know, go to clinics and all that, but what are some of the nuggets you would give a a young man that's looking at the profession right now saying, you know what, I played the game. I'd like to give back. I want to come into it and and be a coach. What, what, what are the the A, B's and C's maybe that you would give one, two, three uh, of of what you should look out for, do and, and set yourself up for success as a, in the profession of coaching? Oh, that's, that's a really, really good question. Um, you know, the one I would just say is you owe it to yourself to be in a place that, uh, that appreciates and understands the impact that you can have on, a, on the community in a broader sense. And not so much just from, you know, you, 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 you know, like my school, I had 120 high school players there, the boys, it was, you know, 10, it was 20% of the male population. And a lot of them were the leaders of the school, not all the leaders. I don't claim that. Uh, but, uh, I had, I, I could impact our school in a really positive way. How teachers were, uh, uh, were, um, treated, how uh, other students were treated, how female st- students were handled, uh, all of those things. And and that's the true essence of what you're trying to accomplish. And once you do that and go about it in a way that, you know, is very sincere and, and it's part of your culture and part of what you're trying to accomplish, uh, you'll get it back tenfold. It can't be fake. It's got to be real. Uh, so that's the thing that you, if you're, if your principal or assistant principal or superintendent doesn't understand the impact that football could have on their very own jobs, if football is done well, then it will all be lost. And I was always very fortunate that my administration understood the impact of football, 
we far exceeded the impact that they even thought was possible. And, uh, and so, but if the boss doesn't understand it, then you, you really self, you know, you're, you know, it's a short on your end. So that's number one. Number two, when it comes to X's and O's, just, you've got to just trust your own gut. So, uh, you know, we've developed a system of offense, or I did when we were playing and getting after it. It was pretty unique veer uh, scheme. I won't get in all the X's O's and, and details of that now, but it was just something that we, it was kind of a hybrid of three or four different systems that we put into place uh, that allowed us to run, you know, the right play, every play, as opposed to uh, checking in with the coaches and so forth. And, uh, you know, so it's okay to just watch film and decide, but, you know, there's two types of players. There's our programs. There's uh, ones that call plays and then there's schemers and, I, and, I, and make sure that you're, you're in the system of a schemer. You're everything's building on something uh, that makes your, your program a little better. And then, and I'd say the last one, and I, and I don't, this is not a joke, uh, is the marry well. Uh, so if you're not married yet, Coach, uh, I'm being honest, man. I, I, agree. I know what you're saying. I get it. <laughs> I, I'm being, I've seen a lot of really good coaches that uh, their wife didn't buy into football being part of the, you know, the family, family piece. And that husband has so much joy in football, even though they're not home a lot in the fall. Uh, their husband, you know, um, you know, gets, ends up getting the lobotomy and, uh, you know, and, you know, they're doing all the right things, but football can be that resource for a family. It can be that resource for your family's children, uh, if it's done well. So those would be my three things. I, I you know, I would, you need to look for a guy that truly understands what your impact could be on that community. Cause that means they're going to let you take that and go to, uh, I would, you know, there's a lot of fine coaches that have a lot of understanding of X's and O's out there, but you have to believe, and, and you don't have to stop at where they're at, you know. You know, we were running RPOs and uh, a lot of shotgun midline stuff back in 2002 when we won our first state title. And, uh, you know, I didn't even know those were what they were. I always <laughs> see their offensive coordinator that we could have wrote, wrote the book. You know, uh, we had a pretty good quarterback back then and we, we, and he could make quick decisions. So that was a lot of fun for us. Um, so that, and then, uh, and then, you know, third one, you know, not a lot of guys have, you know, a lot of options. Some guys don't have options available to them. So, uh, <laughs> and, and with COVID-19 and everybody staying six feet apart, who even knows if marriage is going to be a thing a couple of years from now? Who knows? Tongue and so, tongue and tongue uh, yeah. cheek on that one, obviously. But we yeah, need to laugh uh, a little. We need to laugh a little bit. But can I can I just ask you to you know I pontificated at the beginning that I believe that the the lifers at forty and fifty years are going to become dinosaurs, or if they're still in it, they're dinosaurs. I mean, and I I, I put that on pressure. Whether it's you know like you said, marrying right, family. Uh, whether it's you know the pressure from the fans to win and all that. I mean, do you agree with me or disagree that? people like yourself that want to go 50 years uh, will not so, be. I think I was very fortunate. Uh, and, and, you know, the tough, in the tough stretch of my years with my boys and my daughter, you know, my brother was a wrestling coach here in the same community. And so it helped bring us through that. It did get tough towards the end because it was just, you know, it was that vacuum I was talking to you about earlier. Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I, I think that uh, if you can get through that, you could see a lot of guys make it 50 years. I, I think it needs to, you know, I, like I'm looking forward to it is because it's just a way of life I want to get back to. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So 
uh, I mean, if you can get to the point where you're enjoying it, I, I do agree. You know, there's a lot of, you know, there's tons of social media and understanding and people have a lot of opinions. It makes it really rough. I mean, you can see just how things have been done with our government and so forth. And I'm not saying good or bad. It just makes it a lot different. Everybody's bringing information into like drinking through a fire hose and it, it does make things tough. But, uh, I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, if you stay the course, you know, maybe it'd be, you know, I didn't, I, you know, again, Jeff, I didn't, I wasn't an assistant coach at 22, 23, 24, 25, 26. So I never eased into this process. Right. You know, I was a head football coach two months before I graduated from college. And, uh, you know, and I've been trying to prove myself ever since, you know, so, uh, you know, and I was at this school when I was 27 years old. I mean, that's, you know, that's just nuts. When I look back on, you know, why they would ever hire me and, and, and so forth, you know? So, uh, I just, uh, you know, so yeah, no, yeah, you, you, we could go on and on. I, I just, you know, I, I've said it a couple of times. I just appreciate your friendship so much. I've, I've seen something that I consider myself from the inside, something that I'm lucky in. And, you know, to your point, I, I'm doing this high school football, America, small business type of thing, because I love it. This is why God put me on this green earth. And, uh, I guess that's uh, how we kind of came together. We got a lot of passion there and I just wish you nothing but success, uh, with addicts and anything we can do for you. We're here to do, we're going to promote this out as mo- much as we can. Small business is the backbone of America. And as far as your job search, uh, some, some lucky person out there, some lucky school district is going to, to get a, get a real fine person, not just a great football coach, but a fine person. So thank you for joining us. And, uh, just to Again, uh, you know, be safe, uh, be healthy, and enjoy the family, and we'll we'll talk to you down the road. Hey, thanks, Jeff. And I got to say, just what you're doing by providing people. I mean, I, I'm going crazy in my house right now, you know. And it's nice to have all the the different podcasts and information. You know, Chris Fuller. I, I you know, I I listen and read a lot of his stuff, and then I and uh, and some of those other guys that. It's just nice that you guys are all doing this because there is, we all do still need the football release. And so I appreciate Jeff, everything you and Trish do. And and thanks for reaching out. Okay. Thank you. And don't forget to uh, join us on Twitter where we continue to have fun all week long, getting the great high school football community involved, sharing things such as their favorite field, their, uh, their favorite helmet, uh, show off your uniforms. It's been a fun week with over a half a million uh, impressions as we uh, brought everybody together just for a few seconds to take uh, take their mind off the news of the day. We want everybody to uh, stay safe and stay healthy out there. And that's why we're here every day bringing you the High School Football America podcast. And it is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. You've been listening to the High School Football America podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher.